Hello, welcome to a new episode of the Oscar Central podcast. I'm Kenzie Venunu, and I'm here with Jacob. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm better now that you have watched Tar. I <laughs> feel better in life. We started 2023 with you watching one of the best movies of 2022. I feel great about it. How do you feel about Tar? Um, I I am definitely on the Kate Blanchett needs to win train. Um, I thought she was phenomenal. And honestly, very selfishly, the only thing I could keep thinking of at the end was how excited I am that Adam Sandler is going to be making a movie with Todd Field. Um, because if he can get Sandler to do something like that, then I think we'll be right in a good place. I hope Todd Field doesn't take another 12 years, but we shall yeah. see. Um, someone who had a very big Todd Field weekend, the Tarfluencer herself, Jillian. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Still trying to relive last night of meeting Todd Field and seeing him in his hats, the highlight of the night, um, and also a fantastic rewatch of Tar. Um, and I'm doing pretty good. I'm so excited that you got to see him in person and talk to him and, you know, he signed your script and um, maybe he'll have an Oscar to pair with his screenplay for Tar soon. Hmm? Hmm? We're also here with Lex. How are you with your new mic? I'm great. Um, I have this mic and um, Nicole actually gave me this mic for Christmas and when I opened it, I picked it up and went, oh, woo! And I don't know why, but like the intrusive thoughts are telling me to do that on this podcast, but I won't. Did you make the noise when you opened the mic or when you first? No, like I took the mic out of the box okay. and I kind of held it up like <laughs> I was going to say something and that's what came out. But there is something about it. I feel like a pop star. I love it. Our very own Ashley O. And there then we we're with our true pop star of the show, Adriano. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, I was supposed to see Elvis today, and uh, oh, thank you, work. <laughs> I also was supposed to see Elvis today and did not go because I don't know what Warner Brothers is thinking considering Burbank, Los Angeles, but controversial take here, Burbank is not Los Angeles. But I am unlike you. I'm sad I missed Elvis, even though I can't tell you what watch it would be, but I am still sad I missed it. I was jumping for joy i hugged my um, boss when he asked me to take a shift <laughs> i'm actually sending tom hanks in character as colonel tom parker to your house as we oh, speak gosh. he might he's be behind watch you the movie, <laughs> <laughs> he's there to carry That's you a death threat to the movie um we're also joined by anna how are you I am back. I am. I'm all right. I think we're on like hour thirty six of being awake at this point. Um, because there's just a lot going on. But, but they're good things. It's just work, you know. But I'm happy to be here. Is what I'm trying to say. We're happy to have you back. Um, this is a big group finally. Now that we're in the thick of it, like. I was talking to Eric Anderson of Awards Watch. Like, I don't know what we're going to do this week, guys. There's too much going on. Last week was too much going on. I still think one of the bigger things from last week was the BAFTA long list. You can find all of them on OscarCentral.com. 
but there were some major takeaways. So All Quiet led with 15 listings, which is an amazing showing. Um, Just every eligible place it could be, it showed up, which coincides with its Oscars shortlisting because it showed up in every eligible place there also. Banshee's Finisherin had 14 mentions, followed by Everything Everywhere All Once in um, Adriano's Elvis, each earning 12. And then After Sun, Top Gun Maverick, Babylon, and Tar all landed eight listings. And then Triangle of Sadness had seven, including three for acting, which is pretty cool. But it wasn't shortlisted for director, which is kind of odd. Um... There were a few films that performed a little less than anticipated. Um, Avatar, The Way of Water only had three and they were all below the line. But I did read that Babel or that Avatar was added late to their um, viewing system. So I'm not sure if that's why, but it's just weird that it was so little. And then Women Talking also really underperformed. And then RRR really underperformed, which is surprising and not surprising to me. And then out of everything that felt the strangest was the Fablemans performing a little lower. Um, Specifically, it only had five mentions and it did not even get Steven Spielberg listed, which... I think there's a few people here, myself included, that kind of saw that coming. Um, But what does everybody think? Does anybody have, like, something that was a huge takeaway, a small takeaway, anything thrilling? I know Adriano's really excited about All Quiet. Um, Roald Dahl's Matilda the Musical got three nominations. And I was thrilled. I rejoiced. As you should have. It's an appropriate time for me to go, oh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, which i thought i thought those were really cool especially in makeup and hair um because looking at those pictures of emma thompson i don't know who that is i don't know if it's her um but no i agree i think the fablemans playing low is telling um especially with not getting director it kind of reaffirms the message that director is just so up in the air this year well Adriano and I were talking about director and I felt really good about my big switch last week um to the Daniels at number one and you should Um, still feel good about it but I just I don't I've never really believed the Steven Spielberg thing like I had him literally out for a while because I just did not feel it and I know everyone's obsessed with talking about how little Babylon has made at the box office. Do you know what made the exact same amount lifetime performance? The Fablemans. And yes, we'll never know how much it's making on VOD, but like, I mean, come on. It didn't make any money at the box office. It capped out at 11. That's not great for a Steven Spielberg movie. And also not great knowing that Babylon had to go up against Avatar the Fablemans had to go up against a week of Glass Onion. <laughs> like, didn't really it. have didn't really have much more. It really had to go against on a Thanksgiving weekend, which is prime um, 
family holiday movie going experience type of thing but I do think um so what's frustrating is we got no real clear up with supporting actress with these long lists because women talking not like not I mean I don't believe in vote splitting but maybe it's really happening here that they just can't agree I think, I think like ben wish of all people being the only one kind of for women talking the man not only yeah not only like first of all the guy from women talking <laughs> got in but also uh, like really him <laughs> like like i you, do you saw that movie with that performance by claire foy that performance by judith ivy that performance by claire foy and you're like no i think ben Wishaw. let's go with that guy i do think it goes to the point of like that men are connecting with him when they're watching it because they need like a not all men i mean 99.9 percent sorry um need like someone to hold on to i guess or something that that's how they watch movies or something i'm not sure but it's just very frustrating especially because last year jesse buckley got in for the last daughter so i was like that was kind of like our first tip that like there was industry support for her and if she's so well liked by BAFTA and can't even get on a list, it's kind of like, what's going on here? Um, but does anybody else have anything to say about like supporting actors specifically? Because there were some really cool mentions, but like it's also just, um, like... Angela Bassett is getting an Oscar nomination. Oh, that's that was... happening. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you take the words out of my mouth? I was <laughs> I unmuted myself and was patiently waiting for Kinsey to finish like a polite person. Um, uh, I'm so sorry, but um, yeah, no, I uh, Angela Bassett had not even made like my ten list, but I feel like after looking at that between that and the Globes, like she at least belongs on the ten, um, which I'm thrilled for because my number one comment when I left Wakanda Forever was, "It's not going to happen," but Angela Bassett deserves an Oscar nomination for that movie. I think that, and then I'm also trying not to read too much into it but dolly de leon like showing up here as well is thrilling they obviously love triangle of sadness but it's just like okay that's like two mentions and i do think this unfortunately also kind of means jamie lee curtis is probably in for a nomination as she showed up here as well um, i would say it also probably means that that's where the supporting actress would go and i think oh, totally. stephanie sue is i think is well, a pure critics thing well here's what i'll say about i mean has she even really been a critics well, yeah. thing to be fair it's a pure like, film twitter she's got her she's got mentions but not enough you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i'll say like i think stephanie sue and like claire foy and jesse buckley and like those kind of actors i feel like they gotta like get on their knees and pray to the whatever the god they believe in that they get nominated at SAG on Wednesday. Because if not, I think I think it's like kaputs for them. Also, um, I will say Hong Chao showing up is really, really good for her and also for the whale in general. But mostly her. And yeah. Carrie Mulligan showing up for She Said yeah. is really nice because She Said's been nowhere. Well, I think She Said, if... Carrie Mulligan gets SAG. I think she's probably in, and I do think she's in at SAG, which we can talk about later. But I think she said could actually still pull off. I'm not predicting it yet, 
I'm kind of waiting on SAG, but I think if she said gets adapted screenplay supporting actress, it could pull off three nominations and get best picture still. Like it could be like the 10 because there's such confusion about what is kind of nine and 10. Mm-hmm. I feel like one through six are like locks. And then like, there's like a couple that we're pretty sure are in. And then mm-hmm. I think she said is one of those, like it could just like have some passion as like, we want to recognize it, but we don't know where in picture mm-hmm. could somehow be that place, as silly as that sounds. But I do think another thing that I'm really, like, shocked about is um, Emma Thompson's listed in lead actress and supporting actress. Like, obviously, she's really loved by BAFTA. But what if she shows up at SAG for Galactilio Grand? That's, I. that's like a... So she's got to leapfrog over a bunch of people. So I'm I don't like, really sure. think she does. I think SAG is kind of like four lead actresses. And then there's like a fifth spot that like is kind of like turning into like lead actor where it's just like you don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I, can see that I also yeah. I could also see her honestly leaping and I mean, not I'm not banking on it. I wouldn't bet money on it, but like it wouldn't be the shock of the world to me if she um, got a SAG for or at least a nomination for Matilda I was really excited to see her on the list for Matilda um, I think what's going I was generally like I said like thrilled to see Matilda represented on the long list um, for BAFTA it doesn't surprise me as much that Matilda is doing better in the UK awards because it is a British film based off a British novel it's a British based music or originated musical but i do think that um you know i think where it hurts it in american audiences is the academy tends to not love musicals as is so it already has that going for it but on top of that it's kind of it's not really a children's musical but it plays like one and so i think all those have factors working against it which is a shame for a number of reasons but objectively she is giving such a powerhouse performance in matilda like the trunchbull's numbers are not easy and she just is her comedic timing spot on. I mean, I would not be upset um, to see her get a nomination um, really for the Oscars, though that is an impossibility. But I could, it wouldn't surprise me if this became like a springboard for her to get a nomination for SAG um, for both Good Luck to you, Leo Grande and Matilda. I can see her going um, an Emily Blunt a la A Quiet Place route. And- That's what I was going to say. Though. I've been wondering if, which I know she's not showing up, so it might not happen, but if Kiki Palmer would be a Emily Well, okay, Blunt. I was going to ask about this. Do you know who's on this long list? Daniel Kaluuya for Nope. Do you know who's not mm-hmm. on this long list? Kiki Palmer for Nope. That was Nope's only mention. That's so weird. Yeah. I They're always kind of weird with um, visual effects. Like, I'm blanking on what movie it was that they snubbed two years ago, but there was, like, a snub in visual effects that we were all like, what? I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like Nope is going to get one nomination at the Oscars mm-hmm. outside of visual effects, if it gets visual effects. Yeah. I know. I, I agree. I think, I don't think we're going to end this season with Nope being having Nope at uh with, I mean, we with could. Oscar nominations. We could because there are people like me and I I do want to rewatch it but I'm also like scared. I can't watch stuff very loud cuz child. But like 
I didn't really love it when I saw it. I kind of just like saw it and was like, cool. And then moved on from it. But I'm a huge Kiki Palmer enthusiast. Um, she deserved an Oscar nomination for her performance in Hustlers. Um, but I would love for her to show up. Like, she is really great in it. And it sucks that she got pushed down to supporting. But, like, if that could get her in anywhere, like, that would be thrilling. It would be really cool if that's mm-hmm. what was the Emily Blunt surprise nomination. And then surprise win. Surprise win would be cool. But I I don't know. And what I know Jacob wants to talk about this after Sun. I have a lot to talk about after Sun. After Sun was it was the most awarded of the Biffas, right? Yes. But like still, like this was a huge turnout for it. Like when you look at the names of the movies that it was like you name checked it with for how many nominations or like listings it has. It's Top Gun, Maverick, Babylon, and Tar. Like, to be up there with those kind of movies in terms of showings here, it's really wild. And I also think, like, it's still one of the most critically acclaimed movies that's in contention. And I just think, like, I don't think it's getting zero. Like, with um, the Oscars. With her win, which I know we'll get into it later, uh, with her recent critic win, I'm not going to spoil it, uh, she actually did pass Todd Field, and she's the second most awarded director um, for, like, best director this season. Yeah, and then today, the Toronto um, critics group, like, mm-hmm. had a huge turnout. You're there. welcome. And thank you. <laughs> um, thank you, Canada. <laughs> yeah, and Toronto loved it, too. I mean, they gave it best director and best actor. Um finally something for actor but Which, I, if it gets into best film at BAFTA I am gonna copy Jacob perhaps and move it up in actor and screenplay I've actually I, moved it up in director too I I'm still not there because I think we're unfortunately moving towards a goose egg year for female nominated directors but um like I just, I don't think it's going to have enough momentum to get into picture. I saw someone stirring that today. I don't think that's happening. But I do think, like, it could be number, like, we always get a screenplay that's, like, exciting. And I think, like, it could show up there, especially, like, if it does so well with actual BAFTA nominations, not long lists, because we all know Mm -hmm. how long lists are. But if it actually turns out like top tier nominations, like there's no reason to not consider it there. And like I have had a hard time with my fifth actor slot. Like I, I change my mind every five seconds. I was annoying Jillian and our friend um, Zoe today about this. I don't know what to do with it. I would rather just like put seven people in. Um, but I because I don't think that. Austin Butler is the name check of a young nominee anymore. I don't think he's the young. He he's for he's in enough mm-hmm. where he he doesn't. He's have in yeah. like he does. He's not fulfilling a new person spot, and I'm wondering if I'm gonna see who's surprised. I don't think he, he's not getting it SAG. Yeah, he's not getting it at SAG. But I, if it's Jeremy Pope at SAG, which I can mm-hmm. see happening. I might consider him, but if After Sun 
actually turns out with a ton of BAFTA nominations, specifically anything major, like best film outside of best British film. I'm not looking at that, but like outstanding British film. I'm so sorry. But I just, I don't know, because I don't think After Sun's big enough to get into picture because picture is like turning out to be like so big. Yeah, like it's it's a big thing. I just don't know. Like, I feel like screenplay and actor would be a great play for it. But please consider it in editing. If anyone from mm-hmm. the Academy is listening, it is still some of the best editing and it like contributes to the plot. And I love movies that do that. Similarly, Tar. Tar editing is the same thing. And um, please, just please. Um, yeah, it's it's still second in editing wins behind everything everywhere. Damn. Uh, yeah. Among critics. Um, I, I will say as someone who's been like extremely skeptical over after Sun of the Oscars, um, I'm definitely not at the point where it's like a picture nominee. I'm definitely nowhere near that. But I will say the, the BAFTA long list definitely gave me a little bit of a kick in the ass. Um, I'm still not really like buying a screenplay nomination, but being completely honest, just kind of because of what the movie is, a movie that really relies mainly on its silence almost where it's like very much like about the vibes and all that 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 movie just getting a screenplay done without picture just kind of feels a little off to me but mescal i'm 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 close i'm very very close to putting him in because my precious ray fines was not long listed you dumb bastards at bafta but uh you know mescal is starting to kind of make a little bit of sense to me he's still kind of untraditional to actually get nominated but like it's making a little bit of sense. I want to see it actually perform at Baptist. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not saying it, it needs to get best film. Otherwise, it's getting you saying, of course not. But like, I want to see it get more than just Mescal or more than just best British film. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If we can get like one extra nomination other than what we expected to, I will put Mescal in no questions asked. I feel like it would be weird for it to miss out because I think it's been one of the most talked about films and has been like sweeping. And I think like it has, I think the backing of Barry Jenkins really helps it too, because the Academy and everyone loves Barry. And I think for him to help champion this film, and I can also see it's getting a screenplay nom because we've had like, I mean, worst person was nominated for um, international last year, but that got in, there was that year, I think it was like, 2020 like just we got really random like um that netflix movie the something tiger got in like oh uh, the the white tiger. Uh, yeah, yeah like you're starting to see like the one off that's like let's say it doesn't get in anymore but screenplay it's like really I- similar to like the early 2000s where it was like yeah. the this is where we'll recognize like an up-and-coming if, yeah. if if I may though, I feel like with worst person the white tiger, like those kind of made more sense as like lone screenplay nominations. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that year that could be someone like the menu or triangle. Whereas after Sun getting a lone screenplay nom, it still doesn't. But click I in my think mind triangle is contending for more than that, touché, and touché. I think people might be like, I don't think people vote like this, but we like there are people who do talk about voting like this. Where they're like, I wanted to honor it here and it's not going to be in picture. Whereas I feel like Triangle could be in picture or director. Mm-hmm. Or like Jillian was saying in our group chat, like supporting actor or actress. Like it's like, Fair enough. I just think, and I know what you're saying that it's like a really internal movie, but like it does read really well in like the pages of the screenplay that I've read. 
because it really mm-hmm. describes like what you're going to see on screen even though it's very internal and I think another thing that's really cool about the screenplay is that they've been really going around talking about how they kind of shielded Frankie from knowing everything about the movie and mm-hmm. like the the links they went to with that with her script and that like leans into the screenplay and how it works which is really cool but I think like that will be in voters mind and I think something else that I just thought of because Jillian and you Adriana are all going to Sundance but um, Barry's going to be at Sundance or like he has a movie at Sundance that he produced that all eyes are on because of After Sun and its success. So like Barry's going to be out talking. And I think like Jillian's saying like Barry's really respected and really well liked. And so is Charlotte Wells. Everywhere you see Charlotte Wells going to premieres or events for this, like people are like stampeding to get photos with her. So like, I think I think to much to Jacob's pleasure that this movie is going to be at least something. Like, I mm-hmm. just don't know where or if both categories, but I think it's going to be something. And I do want to say, if you can't figure out an actor for lead actor, Felix Cameron got a mention on the long list for All Quiet on the Western Front. And he's one so of the deserving. performances of the year. So if someone wanted to include him, that would be great. And let's not let's not just do Felix Albrecht Scoof. Yeah, he also he got a supporting actor. Scutch, 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 Scooch. Yeah, he's in um, a category supporting actor with um, two people I know. Adriana wants like thirty minutes to talk about Tom Hanks and Elvis and Eddie Redmayne and the Good Nurse. I don't mind Eddie. Isn't Warner Brothers like actively making sure Tom Hanks doesn't get nominated? <laughs> like, what are they doing? But I do want to say, did anybody else feel like, what if Elvis is like a US thing? And then seeing Elvis kind of like. The Brits love Elvis. Yeah, okay. Someone else told me that. They, too. No, no, no. They love mm-hmm. Baz. Let's not make, let's not get to it. They love Baz Lerman. No, he, didn't Elvis... he like win for Romeo and mm-hmm. Juliet? Okay, why are you saying that like it's a diss? <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, he didn't Anna's win the Oscar like, for it. Like, Anna's watching through her fingers. She's like, no, please, no. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, well, um, specifically Boss Lerman's, is a masterpiece. 10 out of 10. No this notes. This is where I meet. So. No notes. No notes. Um, um, but does anybody else have anything to say about the long lists? I, um, I say- love... Oh, go ahead. Um, <laughs> our favorite B-word movie, Blonde. Um, I I think yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was deserving in um, hair and makeup, and then but Anna de Armas got into best actress, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, From leading act leading actress. I mean, yeah, um, over Margot Robbie. Yeah, I yeah I was I was gonna I would I have thoughts, and I don't. She's like I don't like those. <laughs> None of them. I don't, I don't like those no, thoughts. The, I have thoughts. The thoughts that I don't are like not those. positive. <laughs> about that odd outcome i mean i'm looking at my babylon lithograph on my wall right now with Margot, and like it does hurt to see that um but i think hair and makeup is definitely warranted um for our favorite b-word movie but um it's about it we can cut it off there um i also wanted to mention for director it was really exciting to see fire of love in there mm-hmm. uh till and saint omer because i think those are three of the best directed films this year even though people 
were so mad that the Fablemans was not in there and trying to slander Fire of Love for being a series of clips, even though it's very hard to direct a documentary. But I think that's exciting because I haven't, I can't recall like the last time a documentary filmmaker, you know, like seeing them on a short list. So I think that was really cool because I think that film is really well deserving. When I first saw the shortlist for director, I was like, wow, Jillian's probably so stoked because it's Fire of Love and San Omer. I was like, Jillian's living life. Um, no, yeah, I agree. Especially like Fire of Love is like the one documentary that I feel like I saw the most on people's top tens. Like, I feel like there's so much critical response to it, but there's also like a huge audience response to it with people who like do see it and I had a lot of people text me they watched it because I think it's on Disney plus that watched it over the holidays so I feel like it is a documentary that people are seeing and that goes towards the director because to make people like offline and not in this um industry watch a documentary I feel like takes a lot especially like at home I feel like people don't really like always just like turn them on during the holidays you know but i i do want to say also moon age daydream made it into editing here Mm -hmm. which is a big like is that a possibility do we all think because it's on the oscars like do we are we i mean i i i think it is i think it's definitely in my 10 for editing i I mean, if it pulls um, a nomination in BAFTA, I'm going to move it to my five. Because, I mean, it deserves it, though. Like, I recently mm-hmm. rewatched it, and I'm like, this, the way that this is a three-hour documentary, but it is paced so well that you don't feel it's runtime at all, is just in the the cutting of all the footage and the fact that, like, it actually does feel like David Bowie was a part of this film, and like he is actually providing his own commentary is just so impressive on so many different levels. And I am huge, huge, huge. Um, I'm very much on the Moon Age Daydream hype train. Um, I will run its campaign for all the awards. So I was very excited to see that. And I definitely do think that there's a good possibility it could get into editing. I'm surprised you don't see more documentaries in the editing category. Because mm-hmm. even like some, something like Summer of Soul... I think that's um, okay. I was like, am I butchering the name? Love that documentary. <laughs> I but, almost like Summer of Love because we're yeah. talking about like, um, especially, like, obviously documentaries are a lot of archival footage, but like something like that, like because it takes so much work to take what you have and make like a cohesive narrative about it. And so it's like, I'm glad that's getting in, but I'm honestly shocked that like there hasn't been a lot of crossover um and documentary and i hope like that is like the spark of like oh like we can start nominating this because a lot of it does go off of the editing and if you have a good editing it's a great narrative um i wanted to ask because i know i moved it up a lot um after the oscar shortlist and now after the bafta longlist does anyone else feel like Edward Berger's pretty pretty safe in the top five for director? Well, so not safe. Not okay. safe, but looking pretty good. What's funny is so since 2018, right? That's when the like that's uh, when we started getting like the 
Yeah, it was the Polakowski nomination. So, like, BAFTA's always been, like, a really big indicator of, like, who will have crossover. Because it's usually, like, just not the British one, essentially. Like, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. But it's really funny because I was, like... Oh, Ruben Oslin, like that's the guy, even though it's an American, like an English film. But I was like, that's who it's going to be. But like, we were like, literally, how we started this conversation was like, All Quiet dominated the Oscar shortlist and then dominated the shortlist. And I think I was texting in our group chat, or maybe another, I'm in too many group chats where we're talking about the same thing. But my husband is very offline, removed from this. All Quiet was the movie he asked me how to watch and watched immediately. My parents, super stoked to watch All Quiet. I just told them it was on Netflix and they're like, we're watching. I think that a lot of people, one, don't realize it's never been told in German before and everyone knows it's like a German novel. But I think there is the whole, there's no other war movie. Mm-hmm. There, <laughs> It's going to get a ton of nominations just from that alone like a dumb thing to say but like there's no war movie it's gonna dominate that but like i just think and i also just recently learned the budget of this movie and i don't know if anybody else knew okay what is it because eric anderson and i were trying to figure that out like all of tiff (laughs) i mean everything is is 20 million okay we we were here in 20 to 30 yeah yeah, so um Babylon was 80 million. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and you know what's funny that you said that? Babylon and All Quiet were the two movies this year that I watched, and I was like, how did they do this with COVID restrictions? Like, how mm-hmm. did they do this? But um, when you find that out, it kind of blows your mind about all quiet. Like, how did Edward Burger how did he stretch that budget? Even if it, it was 30 million, like I still don't understand. Do you know how much 1917 cost? 110 million. Mm-hmm. So, like, what are not to compare war movie to war movie, but like, um, what? Um, but I do think All Quiet is on Netflix. It is the most easily accessible movie to watch for many people, and I think that it is to some people, even though it's not a remake, but it's a remake of a former Best Picture winner, like. There is a lot working for it. And I do think I didn't move him into my, I honestly haven't updated my predictions since like I made sense of this list, but I do think it could get in there. What would be shocking is, is it eligible for SAG um, stunts? Um, I have no idea. But like, if it showed up there, can you imagine? Like, it shows up literally everywhere. Like, I'm not predicting that, but because I, I just don't know if it's eligible. But it's just really like crazy to me. It's over. I mean, I love the movie. It's in my top ten. Spoiler alert. But like, I think it's so great, and it's like really well deserved. But I also just think like it's easily accessible to watch for so many people. Like, my husband is like, you know. He's like, do I really want to watch a movie in another language? He's very much of that brain. And like, mm-hmm. he this is his number one movie of last year. Sure, he's only watched 11 movies from last year. But that is not the point. Like, There's only 10 Best movies. Picture nominees. There's only 10 Best Picture nominees. <laughs> please say his 10 or... Please say his 11 are not the 10 contending. Because I would... <laughs> the Norsemen would get in, guys. <laughs> but like... um. 
I don't know. I, I think this movie has really wide appeal, which is not something you can really say about a lot of movies, like not in English, unfortunately, for like people here. Mm-hmm. And I think like, I don't know, it's overperforming, at least on lists everywhere. Like, so did No Time to Die. So what do I know? Like, what do we know? But like, I just, I don't know. I think that's, I don't see it getting into actor. I don't see it getting into supporting actor. I have always had it in adapted screenplay, though, because adapted screenplay has always been weak. And I, this is a really great adaptation. I think if you know about the novel, then you know this is like the first time it was adapted in German. And like mm-hmm. that's really like important. And I don't know. I haven't moved him into my five, but I'm considering it because I'm very close to taking Sarah Polly out and I need someone to tell me not to. I need I'm, her to just not be nominated for DGA. I need her to win DGA. I'm like leaving her at four because I don't want to take her out. And I don't want, if I put her at five, I'm that like solidifies that she's like Slipped. falling. And so I'm like, okay, I, I can leave her at four. And then hopefully, hopefully I can move her back up to three at some point. Um, but I'm, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, praying I'm the same she way. Gets that DGA nom. I'm praying she gets it. Because, I, oh my God, does she. I just the marketing for that film like absolutely just failed it completely. Well, I don't, when I I'm... saw the new trailer and it shows the car, I was like, "What are we doing here?" And then it literally shows in the trailer, "2010 Census." I was like, "If you don't know, it's really shocking when you watch the movie." And like, not only that, but I feel like they keep releasing clips, and I also don't understand its release date still. Like. My parents kept asking me when to see it, and I'm because they live in Texas. I'm like, I have no idea. I have no idea. And then they changed it. They were at the movie theater, and it was playing. And they were like, "We were gonna go see something else, but now we're gonna see this." Like, I I don't understand. I I at first I thought it was smart to delay it, but I still thought it was a wide release. I didn't realize they were doing like two theaters a week, and it's like, what are we? The last I heard, it was like January twentieth. It goes like wide, wide, but I don't know what they're trying to do here. I, I don't know. The marketing for this is just, it's just been wild. I don't really understand what they're doing. Maybe they have some giant plan, but like you might as well get on that plan because it's not looking too hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. I also love the inclusion of, let's say, Corsage for director. Um, with I do too. Because I I feel like I wish she's probably not going to get in for acting, but I feel like she's like getting a lot of steam and I feel like she should be the number five. I've heard someone compare it to Penelope Cruz and to this person, I just have to say that was former winner Penelope Cruz. Um, No, but I do think she's getting a lot of steam because I do think a lot of people are watching it and a lot of people are talking about it. And especially like, I just feel like we were talking about it's the same it's kind of like turning into like what actors turning into which is like the four and then it's like this fifth spot of like we don't know but I would love someone big to give Danielle Deadweiler a goddamn win yeah so uh-huh. she's just a firm five I yeah I need it sag well, I'm getting scared Green because I, I feel I'm like scared she's gonna get snubbed all together from literally everything here on out. 
Yeah, I'm starting to get scared that like if she does get snubbed, it could be Ana de Armas that gets in. And I'm like, no, let's not do that. <laughs> let's not go that I far. Still, that guy. I still don't believe it. And like I because like it's just not well liked. Like every Academy screening I've gone to, it is like the movie everyone says is like the worst movie they've ever seen. They never want to talk about it again. And if you're never wanting to talk about something again, it includes the actress. And the other thing is, I went to an Academy screening of Glass Onion, and all I heard, overheard three separate times from three separate people. They were so pleased she wasn't in this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just rude. <laughs> oh my God. But I'm telling you, like, people have a bad taste in their mouth because, like, it, it's not so much that you blame her but it's like at a certain point you're like you went along with all this like mm-hmm. i was listening to the score because the score is really good I, the score is and so it's good. like you know the scene where i think it's when the baby is talking to her like in the music that's playing like i'm just listening to the music and in my i've only seen this film one time and my head i have ptsd conversation of what was happening and i was like it's such a beautiful score that just plagued by this story and writing. But I will say, like, I've been, I look at like the Netflix, like FYC every day um, to see if I want to go to anything. And they they haven't played, like the blonde stuff has like stopped. And now it's all like, um, all quiet. They're like ramping up those screenings and they're all like waitlisted now. Um, and it's basically that and like Glass Onion, which I think is interesting. I don't think Glass Onion is getting into Best Picture, but it's interesting that their strategy has completely like shifted away from like um, Bardo and Blonde, which I don't even, with the international category, like I don't, I think it's just, I don't want to see Bardo take someone else's spot that should be in there. Um, and I, I think All Quiet is deserving. I just, like, I think there's so many, like, interesting non-English films this year that I just feel like just giving it to a European country. It's like, okay, like, what did we, what do we do here? Um, but yeah, they've, I think Netflix has finally understood who their power players are and stopped with White Noise and Bardo and Blonde and they're going Funny all Funny story quiet. about White Noise, though, is, um, so... Do you know where that Kylie Jenner billboard is? Sorry for everyone not in LA. White but... noise. <laughs> <laughs> you know that Kylie Jenner billboard that's huge? Yeah. So across from it is a white noise billboard. And I saw them working on it and I was like, oh, they're taking it down. You know, why did they replace it with a different white noise billboard? Nobody wants it. We don't want it. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Quick poll. Did anyone come to y'all and say they watched white noise over the holidays i mean someone watches yes it's the worst movie they've ever seen (laughs) this movie is and i'm like you gotta watch it for the ending credits not even all i heard all i heard about was avatar and the whale that's all i was told about i i saw it over the holidays no one knows who noah bomback is which i didn't like it but i saw it over the holidays and i think right after it came out was um that article yeah or so um i loved the performances in it is the thing that like i I felt so conflicted because i loved the performances like i loved um greta gerwig like i she's a great director but like she's a great like i'm sure many people um like my first exposure to her was francis haw and um she's also in this movie um 
called Maggie's Plan that I love. And oh, yes. That's with good- Ethan Hawke and Bill Hader. It's the most Did beautiful. anybody else only watch it because of Ethan Hawke and Bill Hader? Because that yes. was the only reason yes. I watched it at first. Yes. Um, and so I just had kind of forgotten how much I missed her as an actress. I thought she just did so well in this movie. I loved Adam Driver in the movie. I love Don Cheadle in the movie. But it's it's the weirdest thing where it's like I'm loving these performances, but I generally don't like the movie. And I don't even think it's Bombac's fault. I think like it's just the source material is just not it. You know what's weird though? Okay, did anybody else feel like this? You were like, he'll be great with the dialogue. The action sequences are where he's gonna suffer, and then it's the complete opposite. Yes, yeah. Because even like, and um, then like the stuff he cut out, I'm like, okay, it kind of had a point to be here. Like, I, the only yeah. good scene in that movie is the Elvis, um, Don Cheadle, Adam mm-hmm. Driver, like Hitler debate thing. The way so, I heard oh. that was so weird. Like Elvis and Don Cheadle were battling and Hitler and Adam Driver. Because like I feel like he kept like the the basics of like what the book is about, but then there was like nothing more to yeah. say. Like we get it's about consumerism and like pharmaceuticals, but like what about it? Or like disaster in our our relationship with death. But I was like, what? Like even when I was describing it to people, I'm like, I don't know what to say. Or even like people don't know who Noah Baumbach is. So I'm like, marriage story. Like I'm like Madagascar three. Madagascar three. Like and I'm like, I can't explain like why this is a departure away from like what he's previously done because nobody knows who this man is. I know who this man is, but like the average consumer, so that they watch white noise and they're like. I'm like, this is not him. This is also it was not on my homepage of Netflix, and I didn't even realize oh, yeah. it. Was if I didn't out. know to look for it, I would not have found it. They yeah, my parents. That. Yeah, my parents couldn't find it either, and I was like, Matilda um, also wasn't like on my main. Matilda page. wasn't on my literally like it was like you know when you scroll over like a whole row, it was like yeah. finally there, and I was like, what? Like, didn't you spend a bunch of money on this? But I will say. I will say, I really thought Adam Driver was going to be, like, our lone SAG nomination. Like, he wouldn't get anything else because I feel like that's a performance that, like, actors would really like. But he has a really short list for stuff. Like, it's, like, I I don't know. This movie just, like, came and went. And I feel like it's, I don't know. I think I still have it in my adapted screenplay because I think, like, maybe it gets in on, like, he adapted something that's so unadaptable. But, like, I don't really think it's in and like I honestly think they should pivot adapted screenplay to make it like the other nomination for Pinocchio like that's what I would do if I were Netflix Mm -hmm. like I don't know I just think it's like whatever like white noise just like I don't know at least we know that we'll have the strangest triple feature of all time with marriage story white noise and Barbie yeah yeah like i don't know that has to be if you go through someone's imdb credits like the weirdest roundup of movies ever like no no that's the thing is he's got range he's got range i appreciate that about noah bomba he has range unlike stories like just give us the internal family struggles the squid and the whale and scarred for life <laughs> scarred for life of what it's he made it a half one do mm-hmm. you didn't do 
the Darjeeling, or he did one of them with Wes Anderson. And it's oh, um, Darjeeling Unlimited. Okay, but we all know why I love that movie. Is Elvis in it? No, Natalie Portman. <laughs> <laughs> but um, something that does not have range, but kind of. The National Society Film Critic Awards were announced, and Tar has a trifecta of Best Picture winners between this LA and New York film critic circles. And then, so Kate Blanchett, also trifecta winner, same three. And Kehu Kwan, also trifecta winner. Mm -hmm. Um, Thrilling. And Kehu Kwan's the first Asian winner ever to win the trifecta. So that is beautiful. Um, But previous trifecta winners for Best Picture are Goodfellas, Schindler's List, which won Best Picture Oscar. L.A. Confidential, The Hurt Locker, which won Best Picture Oscar, The Social Network, which should have won the Best Picture Oscar, and then Drive My Car, which is pretty fucking cool. Sorry for mm. the F-bomb. Um, Kate Blanchett is one of three people, I believe, who's won the trifecta twice. She last won when she won her Oscar for Blue Jasmine. But Charlotte Wells won Best Director, which goes back to what Jacob wanted to talk about, that you would have to go back to 1991 for a film that won Best Director and had zero Oscar nominations. Yeah. And over the last 22 years, only what, like five have, or 21 years, only five directors didn't get a nomination after winning um, yeah. Well, so since 2000, 17 Best Director winners have gone mm-hmm. on to Oscar nominations. So, yeah. I don't think she's in Director. I think she's in a list of maybe 15 now. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a stronger indicator for it in screenplay. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think this means you have to consider it in places you previously weren't. And I know Adriana was talking about that before, that like after this, and the BAFTA long list performance. It's like you have to consider Aftersun in some places. I I still don't know how I feel about actor, but I do really think it's like a really strong contender for original screenplay nomination. And I, I think I think we've been seeing like more recently, especially last year, that a screenplay can be a we're sorry we didn't give you director. Um, so let's award you here, which is basically what happened with Coda in, you know, we want to award the film, but we're not going to award director or whatever. Um, so I definitely think that they could throw a screenplay nomination her way and being like, we want to award like your vision and what you created, but give other people director. Um but yeah, I've I've had it at my five in screenplay for a while, and I do feel a little bit more confident after um, hearing the whole history of it all. Yeah, I think it's really thrilling, but I also just want to say I think this um, made everyone feel a little more cemented about Kate Blanchett and lead actress. Um, I... I just, if someone else is going to come up, I need them to start winning because, mm-hmm. like. I think Michelle Yeo still has more critic wins. No, she's um, down by three, I think. Is, is she? No, well, mm-hmm. she's still got a decent amount. She's going to win on Tuesday. But, but that's what I mean. Like, she needs to win something. And I'm also starting, like, like, I just feel like 
I don't know. I have like she's starting to go out, but she wore gold yesterday, and um, I don't know. It's not a good sign. Um, also, are they gonna give everything everywhere two wins in acting tomorrow? I mean Tuesday. Oh, definitely on Tuesday. But in general, I mean. Uh, for three, well, board. okay, so yeah, who's winning board. supporting actress? We don't know. I'm sorry. If <laughs> they, they it's going to be know. Jamie Lee Curtis who gets the nomination over. Well, Jamie Lee Curtis is winning the Golden Globe. Oh, She's going to win the Golden Globe for no. it. But no. if she wins no. the Oscar, are you kidding? Yeah. Are you kidding? Wait, Adriana, what do you think? I think Jamie, I, get, I get the argument that Curtis can win, but like. They're not actually gonna do that. I think it's uh, yeah. Condon going. Harry I feel like Condon anyone that's going is gonna. Oh, win. I don't. I don't. I don't think they're voting like that. I don't think they're gonna be like, oh, this person's because, like, in that they case, they can fit in a room. Yeah, they're voting like that. that. In that case, Anna Darmus is winning actress. Like, I could she... see this going the Glenn Close Olivia Coleman route, even though they're not. I. Like, especially for leading, where I think Glenn Close got so much steam that night that kicked off her campaign that, like, whoever went, I feel like this is not going to, like, cement who's winning for Oscar, but it's going to start, like, kicking off. Like, this will be the moment. Because even with, like, Olivia and Glenn, like, Olivia won the most critics over Glenn. And then um, Glenn started, like, dominating everything. Olivia came back with the BAFTA, and the BAFTA was the big turner for her to go on to win the oscar so i feel like that's gonna be i honestly feel like we're gonna get a mirror with that with the acting categories except for supporting actor like that's you know but i think tuesday is gonna kind of kick off like who's the serious contenders and that's why i'm kind of like i don't think anna de armas is gonna win but if there's like a crazy shakeup, i think that's the moment where like whatever like campaign no one's talking about now is gonna start getting traction I think Jamie Lee Curtis is winning. Yeah. But she's um, not winning the Oscar. No. Not winning the Oscar. But if she did, I, you will watch me light the entire earth on fire. I feel like she's gonna give a good speech though. I feel like she's gonna give a great speech and they want people that are giving good speeches. Yeah, and they want the ratings. And I'm telling you, if they didn't vote already, they probably they're probably backstage voting. <laughs> like who's out there? They're like they're gonna get, they're gonna get that person it's who like tweeted the team last year words. to do all the votes. It, it's like Christian Bale won, and they were like, "He's gonna give a great speech. He's gonna be drunk. He's gonna give a great speech." It's like the same thing every year. Like, I don't like. I get we had a year off, but like they're the Golden Globes. Like they're not any mm-hmm. different. Look at these nominations. Like, Eddie Redmayne's not... gonna win. Just kidding. <laughs> boring speech of the year. <laughs> not gonna win. I just I don't know. I. I, I think I'm, it's okay. I should clarify. I think it's. I get it. Like I get where you guys are coming from, but like I don't know. I I, I get the idea that Globe's like a star fuck, but like there's got to be some passion behind the performance, and that's why I'm leaning towards saying it's probably going to be no. Pastor or Condon. You know what I mean? Like that. That's I, think, I see well, it being I, her because people really like banshees, so mm-hmm. I could see that happening. But oh, I, I have Condon. Go for like the moment, it's going to be Jamie Lee Curtis. What? Can I counter yeah, that? Can, that's I, can I, I counter think, that? I think Carrie's winning the Oscar, but I think that this is Jamie Lee Curtis's. Well, giving... can I counter the whole uh, Jamie Lee Curtis would be the moment thing? Because I actually think Bassett would also be a moment. And let me tell you why. 
Because if she went up on that stage, I don't know if she's going, but like if she went up on that stage, there's a about a one billion percent chance she's honoring, she's tributing Chadwick. So that that's a moment right there. Yeah, I just but- think it's gonna be like last year when Nicole Kidman won for being the Ricardos, and yeah, it's just there was no chance sad. in hell that anything was gonna take off from that. Yeah, she hasn't said if she's going, Angela Bassett. Mm. Okay, but I think Angela Bassett could win SAG. Oh, I think too. this is going to be like every precursor is a different person for a supporting actress. Maybe except for Austin like- Butler's going to get on that stage and do a step into a side. That's going to be the <laughs> guy. <laughs> No, Cannot. you know what he's going to say? He's going to say the ghost of Elvis is here, like they no, always say. No, that's only Rami Malek. And then yeah, no, he's what happened to Rami no. Malek? He got pushed off the Oscar stage. At one moment, he's off my list. He's off my list. No, he'll never be off my list. Anyway. No. Um, but like, I don't know. I can't talk about Rami Malek ever again. Um, Why not? <laughs> terrible actor. But, except for in twilight breaking dawn part two he's wonderful in that yeah movie. because lee, mr robot lee yeah, pace, mr robot slander i won't have it lee pace i said movie i okay. lee pace like elevates him you know like robert pattinson lee pace they're like help let us help you they yeah well yeah lee pace elevates everyone he's like seven feet tall six foot five <laughs> six foot five but <laughs> yeah um i guess we can talk about the golden globes are there any other winners you guys are like on edge about like do we all think um colin farrell in two of these got double wins (laughs) yeah for after sun and banshees or after yang and banshees i do think that's expected because after Mm -hmm. yang was like a huge critical movie and like i think like especially colin farrell is one of like multiple actors this year who was multiple multiple things this is like his best year but this is like i think like his work in the batman everyone walked away talking about his performance and that's like one of those performances that like me someone who's very like not interested in prosthetics his prosthetics were like they didn't hinder his performance at all like and i think that's because he's such a great actor and um i don't know i think like him getting recognition for also for after yang is like not only expected because it was like such a critical darling but like it's one of his best performances of all time. And I saw mm-hmm. phone booth in theaters like four times. Like I am a Colin Farrell defender to the T. Like when him and Brittany did their little PR relationship, I was there for him. And um, I don't know. My my maiden last name is Doyle. Like the Irish <laughs> are with me. I'm a lot lower on Banshees than everyone. But like I do think his performance is like a culmination of his career to where it's like a career win but it's also like he's just really great in it like i don't know and it also has that like nostalgia factor for like everyone who like grew up watching in bruges like i saw that movie in theaters repeatedly but it's like a return to form but also like look at how much all of them have grown because i also think martin mcdonough shows such a growth maturity with the screenplay but I don't know. I think it's like expected. But I also think that's why like he comes across really ahead to me an actor. And like we all know he's gonna give such a great speech at the Golden Globes. Like mm-hmm. he 
is a people pleaser like that man oozes charisma I'm sorry him talking to Emma Thompson in that interview is something I I need the video I need the video release it Vanity Fair release it um but also him and Jamie Lee Curtis beautiful video beautiful video can I get you a water (laughs) how could you make that sexual but he did it he did it um but you know is there any like Golden Globe win film wise? Because I don't even Mozart in the Jungle. I won't touch TV with them. But like, I... <laughs> only Juliet. Isn't that the weird? Like, what wasn't it like three years in a row? I was like, who is watching this show? Nobody watched it, and that's how I started to realize that there's something deeper going on with this institution. That the show that no one has ever watched kept winning these awards. And then we never heard about it ever again. Ever again. Ever again. I do have a bone to pick with um, Jacob and Adriano. Best original song. They awarded Lady Gaga for American Horror Story. And you're not picking her for best original song. I mean, counter-argument. I mean, counter-argument. They gave it to Glenn Close over Gaga for actress. Like... They can they, they can not give it to her. I mean, I mean, look, it's, but Glenn it's, Close doesn't sing. <laughs> that yes, we does. know. Uh, yes, she does. <laughs> Did you not miss her musical number in the wife? Isn't she going to be in the the? Don't oh, wait, Glenn Close is literally on Broadway, and I literally saw her on Broadway. But where is Glenn Close's uh, Grammy nominations? <laughs> well, I'm sure it's in there um, somewhere. Before they did the audience test screening of Fatal Attraction, it actually ended with her singing her original song. And that's why she won the Globe. Uh, no. But, no, it's clearly Gaga versus Rihanna. Like, clearly. Nothing, it won't well, shock Well, according to Jacob, it's not too not to. And I need Jacob um, to, because yeah. at least Adriano's recognizing a celebrity here. But I need Jacob to elaborate. Yeah. Your time um, starts now. You know, I can't. Um, I think that I, at least I didn't pick Pinocchio just out of. I know, but that's why. That would have made a little more sense. That would make more sense. I was going to say that it's still, if you pick Taylor Swift, I think it still would have made a little more sense. No, because they love to nominate Taylor. They don't love to award Taylor. We're all going to come off that as is real true. not to not to wins. I should, I should point that out. Yeah, but that would be amazing. Like, it that would be, be so apparently. cool. I wouldn't care. Um, uh, But we're all in agreement. Best actress in a comedy musical is Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. 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 Best yeah. screenplay, which is obviously a strange category at the Globes because it's combined, original and adapted. But we're all in agreement. Banshees? Yes, but I won't be shocked if everything ever all at once. Yeah, same. Yes, <gasps> but everything ever all at once or Tar, I think. Yeah, I'm thinking. I would I'm feel better think... about Tar if Todd got into director. Actually, the Fable Man. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think I'm in the. Did I go goose egg for the Fablemans? No, Lex and I picked the Fablemans for score. Really, we did, and. It I know wasn't thinking... because I thought that's what was worthy. It's just because I think John Williams. John Williams is getting that's in on name alone. Like, and I don't know how many scores I we don't have... remember what that movie was. I don't I don't know. 
You remember how Darren Aronofsky's best movie, Mother, has no score? That's what I felt like watching The Fablemans. Yeah, we have to recognize that John Williams actually is campaigning. He wrote an entire score for the college football national championship. (laughs) I was going to go to the, there was a John Williams, I think it's next week. The Steven Spielberg? Spielberg thing. I was going to go because I want to see Sammy Fableman um, again. Yeah. But you saw Damien Chazelle. He's not Sammy. That's Sammy girl. Actually, he the second that was over, he he ran out the back door. So Damien Giselle and I are not on good terms. I'll fix it. I'll fix um, it. Um I feel like I honestly feel like Avatar. I mean, this is not Avatar's like game to play as the Golden Globes, but I feel like Avatar is gonna get nominations throughout these the rest of the season, but then it's like going to underperform. I picked James Cameron to win director at the Globes. I did too, but like See? I feel bad about it. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what just, to do. He just crossed into the territory of three movies in the top seven highest grossing yeah. movies of all time. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can pull off a director win at the Oscars, but the no. Globes, they watch this movie they would one be the time. One. They watch this movie one time and look at what they did. Look at what they did with their nomination. I I just I don't Daniels, think it though. can win. I wouldn't be shocked if it's anyone investing. That's the thing is I think this I'd category little, is anybody's game. It like, I ended up picking the Daniels based solely on intuition, but it's the one category where I think it could go any like anybody. I'd be a little shocked at McDonald one. Like I understand that I understand that like the movie a lot, but like that's not like well, they don't, that's not the direction they nominate. Like they, I do want um our token fableman to speak on predicting Steven Spielberg here. <laughs> I picked it. Look, I picked it before BAFTA came out. Um, I don't think the Fablemans is going to get nothing. Um. I think they're going to want to award it somewhere and that's probably the easiest place to award it. Uh, I don't, I mean, I, I can see the James Cameron and the Daniels uh, winning. And I'm I feel telling like, you anyone could win except yeah. Steven Spielberg, except now it can be funny when Steven Spielberg wins, but I just think any of them could win. Like, I think that Adriano has been really campaigning for Boz Lerman to win and this that is dirty I think, lies what this is going. Is I this think, is Elvis the new the sun for me? <laughs> no, because that is a bad movie. I can see I can see bad boss winning. I feel I like see the Fablemans, too. like I at this point, like it's the gonna be funny, is gonna be but the... I don't see it winning anything. It'd be so okay. weird. Does it turning into the Irishman for you where it's gonna be yes. like eleven nominations, zero wins? Yes. Oh, oh that's the least, path that's like, going down. At least like mm-hmm martin scorsese like at least i didn't feel like i get i got an artificial movie where it's like i still want to give the irishman an award like i appreciate him being so bold but like the fablemans just feels like i don't know like it just feels it would feel so like anticlimactic you know what it feels like is a movie in tropic thunder where they're like talking about movies and it's like that is one of them like if sammy fableman's train crash was dominated yeah but like the fableman's um yeah i just yeah if his short films were eligible like i would i would hope one would win specifically the one he films like in with all the 
with the the kid that like keeps going oh, yeah. that one should win so his war that'll be the war feature that we're missing that would be um Ricky is going out strong and best animated feature. He voted, he picked Puss in Boots and everyone else picked Pinocchio. Um, Guillermo del Toro is going, right? He was one of the people who said he was going. Is that confirmed? I'm pretty sure. But um, we're all kind of in agreement on Kate Blanchett. We're all kind of in agreement on, well, okay. Well, we're all in agreement on Colin Farrell. Yeah. I think, I think I, I honestly think comedy actor is the easiest call to make. I wish everything was. I mean, actually, I'm really stoked that nothing is easy except that. Um, okay, best picture comedy musical. We were all kind of in agreement on Banshees, and then Jacob was like everything everywhere all at once. Jacob <gasps> never I'm also going back and to forth. horse racing. I'm also. Hey, <laughs> I did the money. same thing. I did the same thing. It's like Mrs. Harris goes the to nominations. Paris. It is. It is. <laughs> we're living it. Jacob, if you ever come to me and say that you need me to invest money in anything you are doing, I, it is it is a no. I'm saying that right now. Now I now I want to win so badly, even more. <laughs> oh, yes, Jacob. and I want to really go to win. Both of us need a reality check. <laughs> I would love like triangle of sadness to gain steam <laughs> on Tuesday because I feel like that would I don't know. No, like, I need that would just I, be so fun for it to be nominated. Like. Ruben to be nominated for best director like would I would be love for a while um I need Babylon to win let's be honest I would yeah I, I feel need like it to win it's not the crowd for Babylon it's not a Babylon night but what if I, they what every if they night is like, a Babylon night every night is a Babylon night if you make it for, for us but for the age of every night is a lala are you kidding they want every night to be a Babylon night like the opening they want Secretly. that to be one of their parties that they're invited to that's hosted by gonna, the cold open is going to be a recreation of the party sequence <laughs> okay I it would... should be and then it should fade into a performance of Nazi Nazi yeah <gasps> It would be so, so, so good. And then they should have Woody Harrelson going on a drunk rant. They should just reannounce it. Over a speaker. Wow. Oh my God. It'd be wow. So okay. Good. Uh, Guillermo del Toro is going. I just, I okay. found Yeah, it. I figured. Is Antonio Banderas going? This, this line <laughs> that Do says, we know? Brendan Gleeson is still Someone waiting to hear if he can get time away from the Joker sequel to go God. i mean like i think he's files. here because they're filming it. on the street he has to come i know that gaga is going because my i know someone who like works on her makeup team and i know she's supposed to be going but um because she's winning and they already told her um sorry jacob and Adriana. okay um you know where we had a little debate here there's a few places but Best supporting actor, I, me, Nicole, and Ricky actually went Brendan Gleeson. I, I think Kehu Kwan's probably winning, but they just really loved Banshees, and I'm wondering if this is like the only supporting actor win that's different. I here's a, I, I don't think the they love Banshees argument kind of works because they loved everything everyone wants as well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I just award it best picture. They can give it best picture, Jacob. I'm not giving <laughs> what you that. Banshees is the Irishman. <laughs> Raw, well, kind of. <laughs> I just well, think Tar like, takes its screenplay. This win. is my thing is this is the only place that I see 
anything possible for a shakeup with supporting actor because it has zero overlap or momentum. And sure. if someone else won from Banshees, it would just be like they really love Banshees. That's it. Was sure. my logic. Sure, but like I think Hiwai Kwan's like hard to like th- that's a hard performance to root against. You know what I mean? Whereas Brendan I know, but very... nothing with the Golden Globes is mm-hmm. supported or is performance based. Like nothing is like that, is my only thing. And he is not a star to them. He is to me, no. he is like a pearl level star, but like to them, he is not. And I just, but my only thing is, I feel like if there's any place there's a shakeup with supporting actor, it's here. Mm-hmm. It, it's here, but I don't think we're getting that shakeup. I, my logic, if if I may, as someone mm-hmm. who, if I realized I would be in the same company as Jacob in this category, I would have chosen differently. But, um, uh, just kidding. Um, kind of. Um, my thought process with Kei Kwan was one he does have a like near perfect track record up to this point um getting wins based on the nomination so far but also i think if anything i agree like nothing on the globes is performance based but if anything i do think there is something to be said for the fact that this is his rebound into the movie industry like we all right. have the sentimental attachment to his performance in Indiana Jones, and now he's making this comeback. And like, he was and the Spielberg reason my parents is wanted to be there. To... What? And Spielberg is going to be there. And Spielberg oh, is going to be there, and it's going to be a whole thing. Photo. And it was like he was the reason my parents wanted. Like, my parents still haven't seen this movie, and I don't. I don't think they'd like it, but like that was their attraction to it. As they're like, oh, it's the kid from Indiana Jones, and I was like, yeah, and he pretty much is the same, like in his performance, in in a good way. Um, so I think if there's anything there, um, or I think that may end up playing a little bit of a role in it because we love a good nostalgic comeback story. Um, but also, I mean, I agree that there's not like there is a good chance of a shakeup because I think the Oscar is all but his. And so I do think if nothing else, they'll throw Banshee's a bone um, and give it to uh, Brendan if he's coming. I hope that he gets time from the worst sequel of all time to the worst movie of all time. I hope they, I hope they give him some some free time. Um, I feel like he has to. Yeah, I feel like he'll show up, especially like, like the banshees are all going to come. Yeah, all of the banshees from Inishiran are headed this way. I like, hope to think about this as like what's going to be the good photo ops. So we have. Um, Steven Spielberg and Kiki Kwan, obviously Michelle Yao and Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser's not going to game. Michelle Yao and Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, Daniel Craig and Ana de Armas have to do a photo shoot together. Like they need to reunite anyone that's Ra- Rafe Fines and Angela Bassett. Like they should bring the donkeys that played Jenny and remind EO. everybody that they're fine. They, they didn't nominate EO. Oh my god! Oh my gosh, Jenny with EO, cute. And EO's Make like fifteen donkeys. <laughs> there you go. All the Jennies and, then, I'm and Brad Pitt. More than one and Brad Pitt can be their wrangler. You know, mm-hmm. perfect. I want to see Brad Pitt like in full like shepherd's gear herding donkeys down the road. Oh, I want to see with the elephant from Babylon and costume. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, who else could we? Well, I obviously want to see Diego Calva with Austin Butler. They're going. And I feel like Olivia Coleman is not going to show up. Michelle Williams is going. I want to see I Michelle Williams do her fire like, ballet. I feel like <laughs> on the red any, carpet. I feel like anyone that was at the Louis Vuitton party is going. Yeah. Because I feel like except for, Fraser, except for Fraser. Except for him. Is Tom Cruise going? Do we know? Oh, no way. And okay, okay, you know what? I was going to go into lead actor in a drama next, but I'm going to go to the actual drama of the night, Best Picture Drama, because I will give Adriano a pass for the Fablemans, even though I'm not interested. (laughs) But Jacob, you have five minutes to explain predicting Top Gun Maverick to win. Oh, I don't think five minutes. I get it. God, Jacob, Jacob, no, Jacob, I got your back. I get it. I get no, it. No, you have 45 seconds. I'm just saying. <laughs> is Tom Cruise going? Then why would it win? Because there's no moment. <laughs> Jacob, I'm going to find you a financial investor because I just think that you can't be trusted in making decisions like this. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you why. I'll you know tell you why. Justin I'll tell you why Tom Gun can win. Those two in Barbarian. Tell us you know why. How he- he goes to like a financial advisor and he's like, You should die because that'd be easier. That's Jacob right now at, at these odds. <laughs> what does everyone have for drama? Avatar? Nobody has. Uh, okay. Elvis. Elvis. I have Fablemans. Fablemans. I, I get Elvis. I'm just like, Are they really just going to okay. do it again? Like, you know what I mean? Like, when was the other like, Elvis movie? Like, it, it's because like the whole Bohemian Rhapsody, like, I get that. I get Bohemian Rhapsody. Elvis can win. I understand it. Bohemian Rhapsody was like the surviving members of Queen who didn't talk to Freddie Mercury the last like what five years he was alive were like, let's make a movie that's about us and shits all over Freddie Mercury, but we will go promote the movie. And that's what they liked. They wanted that was the moment. That was the moment. My thing with Top Gun Maverick is you know that Tom Cruise isn't going. And if he is on if you give the movie an opportunity, it's kind of like all the headlines are going to be like he wasn't there because he famously returned his Golden Globes. And the last thing that the HFPA wants are headlines reminding people of why people aren't there. That's why I don't think Brendan Fraser has a chance to win because well, I feel like it'd be to... better. It'd be, it would be better PR for them if for Fraser to win, though. For them to have to explain there's no... Photo? Well, they, well, I think there's a difference between Fraser's controversy and Tom Cruise's controversy. I think there's they're, they're a little different situation. Well, there's a huge difference, but I'm saying it's the same sentiment of like they don't want a conversation at all about any anything wrong with the HFPA, and mm-hmm. Tom Cruise's sentiment works to like it all kickstarted because of people supporting Brendan Fraser once all these allegations came out about how they were like choosing winners. So it's like. They have to explain it. And they don't want press like asking questions anymore. Like That's especially why... the first year coming back from skipping it. Like why yeah. would you be like, hey, do you remember why we didn't have them last year? Like everything is so safe. That's it's very safe. That's why that's why they're streaming on Peacock, because they would rather have people watch for free, essentially. Because like it's better for them to say, like, this many people watched on streaming this many people downloaded our service because it's better for them versus like lost money in their eyes 
of people just not watching because they don't have cable. It's like the same thing. Like they'd rather brag about things. They'd rather have photos of like huge celebrities or up and coming celebrities versus like having like a weird conversation. And like, that's why like if Tom Cruise was going Top Gun Maverick for sure winning, but -hmm. without Tom Cruise, I just really don't see it. Like it could happen because it's a very Golden Globes pick. But that's kind of why I defaulted to Elvis because Baz Luhrmann is going, Austin Butler is going. I bet you anything they get Tom Hanks to go. Like, I just feel like maybe Rita's makeup artist will show up. But like, I just feel like there's like, they're still the Golden Globes. They're still going to Globes. Like, well, and they're like, these are so, I mean, all awards are politics heavy, but like, these in particular are so politics heavy i don't under i don't see them rewarding like for both tom cruise and brendan frazier i not saying i agree with it but it's just i don't see them rewarding their quote quote bad behavior of returning the awards bashing the awards like i don't see them turning around and then handing them one like what are they gonna do give tom cruise the one that he gave back does he, does Can imagine know? they bring that all would the be, Now that would be a moment. That, that would be hilarious. hilarious. I would Tom give Cruise that. Would, grabs I would give them a, that would be a PR move. I would give them like a pat on the back, like for pettiness. And if anybody deserves it, it's Tom Cruise. If Tom Cruise, like, if they gave it back to him, Tom Cruise just takes him and smashes it on the ground. Okay, my like, thing I'm joining Scientology tomorrow. I just like my other thing is it's like. I feel like they just want pictures and like of the actors in picture, like in all the nominees. Like, I feel like you have to pick the one that they want the most energy of. That's gonna and be Elvis. Also, just from not like Fableman. I don't know. Like Sammy a- Fableman is my favorite celebrity. Like Sammy Fableman, he deserves a special award. What if for Avatar they came in costume? <laughs> <laughs> y'all remember when James it in motion won. cap on pandora what if they come not in costume but like with the motion cap yeah. like and they're like this is how technology works in film this is the third one we're filming right now the third one's done they're like this is the behind the scenes this is the, the fourth s- one the seed bearer <laughs> the seed bearer is done that's what it's called <laughs> I'm in a perfect world Tar would win, but I know that's not happening. So I feel like Tar is like the only one that I'm like, not that one. I, I, I buy the other four, but not. But imagine Todd Field getting on stage with Lydia Tar and, and his hat Tina Haas and his hat and, and his the women. What? What oh, and then she starts conducting the audience. I mean, do you also just make numbers. like, you know how at the Tonys they perform like a number from the show? I think. They should have everybody just reenact a scene. From no, the film. that's my thing. It's like this is how we save the Oscars. Everyone has to reenact a scene from the movie without hair, without makeup. Like just yeah, in like their in their full. Okay, you know what is their designer? You know what is so cool? cool. You know what is so cool? Um, Tom Cruise could do it because Tom Cruise does everything himself. So he could just be like, "Get me a goddamn plane and one he of those kids," and he would fly a GoPro. Into a the GoPro. Wait, wait, top, okay, wait, wait, Top Gun Maverick wins if they give him the award on the plane and he does that and he, you know how he, he was jumps, like, see he, you jumps, the movie. he jumps off the plane with the Golden Globe. 
he parachutes the into the um building remember well, like, when okay. um lady gaga pretended to jump off the roof at the super bowl, at the super bowl? Mm-hmm. but it was just like filmed early because they wouldn't let her do it live um tom cruise would be like i don't care about your insurance i'm just gonna do it and he would actually do it i think Hear everyone out, should though. have to come okay. into character like austin butler should come as elvis yes. well that's not a stretch that's diego calva is manny um, I said that as a oh God, joke, Daniel Craig but as like the detective Eddie Redmayne is his character. <laughs> That's also <laughs> not a stretch. Yeah, I said that as a joke, but like in actuality, picture Austin Butler in a designer tuxedo going up and performing as Elvis. Um, um, no, that would bring in the views. That would make it culturally relevant. I'm just saying, if they did the um, suspicious minds, like yeah a shortened version like mm-hmm. the ratings would be through the roof because everyone high or low i'm so sorry adriano loves that scene and i like that scene too that's what i'm saying high or low you like that scene. i'm like, low that is, that I is like they're definitely gonna have like an elvis moment for sure especially because now there's like a netflix elvis show that looks so funny. Maybe, maybe the Elvis moment is they have um, Jacob Elordi and Austin Butler present an award together. Ooh. Maybe the Elvis moment is Tom Hanks walks out in a Christmas sweater. But it's on display. Now, you, now you're speaking. There we go. It's on display at Graceland as of today. <laughs> they have a making of Elvis. I want to go to it so bad. I know, so do I. They I should do like fake kill someone and have <laughs> Daniel Craig Brad come Pitt. in between bits Brad and Pitt. just solve the murder. Wait, yeah, Brad Pitt like... is dead. Okay, not really. You know, you know that TikTok trend of like you do the filter and it's like this person is dead. This person is the lead detective. Yes. Okay, they do that, but as a bit. They should literally like on the screen behind them. They have. Daniel Craig Angela in character as Benoit is... Blanc, and he's like, "All right, who found or who was found dead? Brad Pitt. <laughs> who found the body first? Besides <laughs> Anna, me, Benoit Anna Blanc. Armas is the one who gets who committed the crime. Yep. If she's there, I mean, I doubt it. Um, I think she's. Going. Where do we pitch these ideas to? Why Anna Armas is going? To the no, I meant to the Oscars. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, I feel like she'll find a way to go. <laughs> she'll be brad pitt's date she'll have to go to promote um ballerina he's not out yet i feel like they'll show beyond a press tour for john wick even though she's not in the fourth mm-hmm. one but i feel like she's gonna do it to get ballerina started um the other thing i wanted to ask about is do we think rrr is winning non-english yeah. language film i was gonna ask the same thing i don't know <laughs> i we kind of like all predicted that Ricky picked All Quiet on the Western Front, but I just like they did nominate him for song, so like there yeah. is like a support for it within the HFPA, and I do feel like it'd be like a moment because okay, a lot of us were thinking they could be like a big middle finger and nominate Will Smith for Emancipation, which they did not do, but that would have been a big like we're welcoming Will Smith to our telecast unlike you moment, which was the only reason a lot of people predicted it. But I do wonder, they could do the same thing with RRR. Mm-hmm. Because the director is going. The director and, like, and 
the two actor, the two lead actors. It's their first because time in the I US. hope everybody knows that um, Jillian, Zoe, and I lost out on getting tickets tomorrow. But all weekend there have been massive sold out screenings for RRR with I all of them. Or Chad is coming too for yeah. I think they're all going because they're all doing things at the American Cinematic this weekend. Yeah. Oh but- yeah, Burgers at the uh, National Board of Review thing, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. But like, yeah. I just, I think RRR could be like a big moment and a big positive moment for the HFPA, which like they're gunning for. Yeah, I don't see. They could also go, just go with all quiet, honestly. I'd go with it... RRR, but like it could go either way, really. But they but are big. Doing it. I don't see decision to leave. Like the campaign got really weird because it's like there, but it's like not there. It got like zero critic love. I think it's between RRR, All Quiet, Close. Like, I'm on the other side of people liking it because, like, it's not that it's bad, but I think it'd be, I don't think it's like the movie for this category, but then I can also see that happening just to be like, oh, look, like, we're different. We're choosing like this little, like, coming of age. Yeah. We, they wanted to be different. Give it to Argentina in 1985. Well, I feel like movie. the thing is with Argentina in 1985 is like we were talking about with Mozart and the Jungle is that that would remind <laughs> people that they were accepting money from Amazon. Yeah, I Except, see getting that. I, I would forgive them if they gave it to Argentina in 1985. But I do think Argentina in 1985 is like one of the more widely seen ones. But I feel like if they go with one of the more widely seen ones, it's all quiet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't but, think they're getting too crazy in this category, which is heartbreaking. But if they just went really wild in every category and did something that's like not winning, Jeremy Oscar, Pope wins. <laughs> they could do it. They could do Boots it. Boots wins. They could do like Eddie Redmayne. They could Carver do- well. They could do everything. Um, but we do have a busy week ahead. There are like so many critics groups this week. There are so many nominations of guilds this week and the SAG nominations this week. Um, Just real quick, does anybody have something they feel like is going to surprise with an ensemble nomination at SAG? Because I think Babylon is in. Is it in or done? In. I'm not going to say done ever. I also think Babylon could be their weird like Trial of Chicago 7 stunts. Nomination, maybe because the, Babylon has actual stunts. Does uh, Triangle of Sadness does that qualify? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel I, like I, think, I, I don't. Think, I think anything qualifies. I don't think I it think... would get in, but I feel like that'd be a really fun ensemble pick that I'm surprised they haven't seen it. And I think there was like one organization that nominated it for ensemble, but I think like that would honestly be so fun to see. I also feel like it'd be good for them to do because there's like everyone kind of has like their favorite performance of it outside of Dolly De Leon and I feel like an ensemble nomination would just be great to like it's such a good cast of characters like everyone in it just is amazing I want to throw two wild cards out there in ensemble one of them I like one of them I despise what I'll say the one I despise I can weirdly see an Elvis nom in an ensemble I I think we're headed towards it I, I, I don't think so. I don't think it'll actually happen. Like, and I think you guys, even you guys would understand why it wouldn't happen. But like, I, 
if that love really is there, like like to that extent, it, it could happen. But I think a more ensemble based movie that I do think could actually land ensemble is Top Gun. Like that has a very charismatic and like pretty likable cast on it. Not outside of just Tom Cruise, you also have Glenn Powell, you have Miles Teller. You know, you, you have the, these, you know, these people like Bob, whoever played that guy. You do have a decent ensemble of like likable characters that I can see landing. And really quickly, shout out to the menu. It should get nominated. It never will. You want to know it should get nominated? Bodies, bodies, bodies. Oh my god, yes. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> I may yeah. have an ensemble piece coming to OscarCentral.com and maybe one of my number one ensembles is Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Good. Maybe. Maybe. I'll be your first read. Um, but that would be Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is truly the best ensemble of the year. Um, and that'd be a great way to recognize every single person in that movie. But I I see someone has um, the Fablemans. Um, I'm going to give our token Fableman 45 oh, seconds I'm not again done. I'm not on the done with, I'm not done with this one just yet. I'm still kind of thinking it through. We have a couple more days that we can do this. Um, yeah, I just put the Fablemans as a filler uh, and I am trying <laughs> to think God. through. It's just so funny because it wasn't on the sheet and you added it. Well, yeah. I think the Fablemans is one of those, I don't think it's going to win anything, but it's like, it's sticking I personally can see a SAG morning where the Fablemans gets one or zero nominations. I think She Said would be a good one, too. She Said would be a great one. Backing Jacob up. No, I'm gonna delete your. I think this category. I think it's getting lean... nominated. I'll be honest. I think the category is gonna lean very could potentially because we don't know could potentially very female heavy in terms of ensemble because you have the women king women talking. Um, mm-hmm. she said, uh, I feel like there's another one, but like the that woman one... king would be excellent. Mm-hmm. I don't see the woman king not getting it. Yeah, I know it's gonna for sure get into stunts, and I think. Um, stunts could be really interesting because I always do like a random like movie you don't think is happening for stunts. Um, but I I put Banshees in, but I still don't know how I feel about it. But I do think this is like one of the places Barry could miss possibly if they put in like Eddie Redmayne or like somebody like Jared Leto again. You know, like so, um, yeah. Banshees only has four that would be. I know, but for. I just yeah. So it's like, so think of it as like Power of the Dog almost. It's like you have those four, but that's like kind of it. You nominate them, but not the ensemble. Yeah, no, I, I, that's why I was just agreeing with Kenzie, where it's like, I could see one of them missing, and probably Barry, but. I mean, I the only reason I think it's Barry is just because I feel like Brendan has like respect more respect built in not that barry doesn't but it's like he has like a lifelong amount of respect gleason is a little bit more of like a like a name than barry yeah but i mean hopefully they don't go eddie redmayne but as of like this moment in time i feel eddie redmayne is a coming um they did over the weekend put up a ton of new billboards for the good nurse banshees and empire of light 
Um, they're absolutely everywhere between where the SAG building is, like one of them, and then all the way until like I live in like the Beverly Hills area and like the second billboard stop. It's the Good Nurse, Banshees, and Empire of Light. So I would not be shocked if Olivia Coleman shows up. Like I would absolutely not be shocked because you cannot drive down Sunset or La Cienega without seeing Olivia Coleman's face. Um I also I put What if Tom Hanks last... shows up? In Colorado? No, for What Elvis if he's our five? I've been wondering that. I can see that happening. For Elvis? Oh, I was talking about Otto. Otto, okay. Because what if he's our five? He's really well respected. Well, I I have a question though about actor. Is there a world where Bill Nye misses SAG but gets the Oscar nom anyway? Like, that feels like something they would do. Even if he misses SAG, he's for sure getting the Oscar nomination. He's getting the Oscar. But I I do think he's getting SAG. There's been a ton of um, living SAG screenings lately so i feel like he's in but i but i do agree like it does seem like something they would do but i just think i don't because i think as soon as they became like oh he's definitely number four that Mm -hmm. they kind of like started doing more screenings for it to like keep that momentum and i think a lot of them have been sagged from what i've seen um and he's just like so well liked and he's going to like every event possible that i feel like He's been in front of the right crowd. Um, what he's also really good in it. He's so he's so yeah. good in it. He has so many scenes. I don't even like, love the movie. I, I I love it, but like I just think like he has so many scenes where it's just like like so perfect to show not only the source material but like his strengths that like you don't always see, which is like the thing that really makes me think he's getting in at SAG is that it's like a really great display of like his strengths as an actor. Um, what do we think for supporting actress at SAG? I'm about to type something in. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared because I can see. Uh... This is... Oh, no. I mean, I love her. I was yelling her name before anybody switched to Sadie Sink. But, like, I don't know. Did Hong Ch- did? Did Watchmen get an ensemble nomination? Watchmen? Yeah. No, that's limited. And limited, they don't do limited ensemble for some weird reason. Oh yeah. Um. Well, I don't know. She did get. She got a. She got nominated for downsizing here, though. Yeah, yeah, but she got nominated for downsizing everywhere except Oscar. But that's the power of Matt Damon. I think um, Angela and Carrie Condon definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I can see Janelle Monet because everyone yeah. loves her. I don't know about Jesse Buckley. Like, I think her, I think I've been saying this since the beginning for women talking. It has to be either her or Claire or neither. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I don't understand the Jamie Lee Curtis thing. Like, I'm, well, I think she's in for sure. I think she's in. Oh, yeah. She's in. I think people I like Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. Is, so I'd say yeah. Yeah. And I don't I think they'll want to reward the ensemble, but they're not going to. And I think they'll put Carrie Mulligan in as a they're gonna be like, look, we did it. Yeah, exactly. I 
I think it's Jesse Buckley instead of Janelle Monet, but I do think it wouldn't shock me if it was Janelle Monet. I, I got to think on that fifth slot. I, I here's here's going to get him. Here's two supporting actresses that I want to bring up. First off, Nina Haas. Do you guys think that could happen? Not I here. still Not think. Here. I think if Nina Haas gets in, in the Oscars, she gets like zero precursors. I think she's oh, yeah. like Marina. Nina Haas's performance, like rewatching that yesterday, insane because it's like the first time. Because I know everyone was saying that that was the performance they took away. The first time I didn't get it, watching it again, her eyes and like the things that she does with Kate Blanchett's character and just so much about the character of Sharon. Like she's been getting in places here and there i think i could see her like coming in at the oscars as a surprise because i think like she just handles that performance so well and such a no i think because it's such a non-verbal performance compared to like everyone else in this category but she would be really fun to put in there um another surprise this is this would be just for sag but the could gabrielle union happen well, actress. I've been thinking not without Pope. I, well, I've been thinking that Pope is number five. That's SAG. Yeah. SAG specifically, not the Oscars. Um, because I do think that movie plays really well with actors. And I think that Gabrielle Union specifically plays really well, but I agree with Adriano. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. she shows up without him. But I do think he could be number five because I really don't think Paul Mescal gets in. Like, if he does, that's great. I just like don't see it as like like a thing yet but i just i don't know i i think she could sneak in but i also just like i don't know i feel like that movie is like him or bust honestly which is so unfortunate but i don't know that would be really cool though especially if they both got in but i i do think like um it would be so cool if kiki bomber got in oh Oh, my god see them doing it I, I I want that's one that I want to do so bad. Like it would be so cool. And I mean, like they, they like Jordan but these, Peele. These aren't televised, right? Like, well, like Lupita, no, they are. yeah, uh, yeah. They for TNT. us. No, who they they said they're doing it. Oh wait wait wait. Oh this year because they um, famously are not doing oh. it. So did they change oh. their mind? Oh oh, that I was a huge fallout from HBO Max. Ooh, I don't know then. I don't think they're televised. This um, they, said they haven't. As of November 21st, 2022, they've never followed up on whether it's going to be on TV. Yeah, I feel like they're mm-hmm. not going to be broadcasted because on they their website. To go home yet. Yeah, on the. They go to Hulu. Hulu. On the awards website for SAG, like AFRA, it just says awards announced this day whereas normally it would be like broadcasted on this channel yeah or this platform but i can see kiki getting in because of the lupita for getting in for us and, and more importantly emily blunt and yeah i think they would rather i think this is where you see like them awarding or recognizing more of a horror performance like like barely than like because it's so actor driven yeah I just, I don't know. I don't know. Lupita, I always just think, like, she was a real Oscar possibility, unlike Tony Collette, which I wish everyone would pay attention to. That was never going to happen mm-hmm. in a million years. But, like, I don't know. I Kiki would be so good. 
and so well deserved. But if this was on TV, I'd feel better about Kiki getting in because it's like great TV to have someone like with such broad appeal like Kiki. But like, I don't know. Thinking about it not being televised, I don't know. But I also like there's a large amount of influencers that are here in this voting body now. Influencers. How how much I I have I remember this conversation last year. Like how much to like actually sway the voting? Like I mean, it's like a hundred and thirty-five thousand people, right, or something in SAG after total. Yeah, and then I think it was like they added like two thousand people from like talent agencies that are not. But I mean, that's enough to get House of Gucci into every single category ensemble. That might have happened without them. I don't think so. That movie was not well liked anywhere outside. Oh, it's a terrible movie, unwatchable. But yeah, but it didn't do well anywhere other than SAG. Mm-hmm. But I just, exactly. I'm trying to think of the movies that like, I don't know, because like I do think like a lot of normal people like The Good Nurse, and that's why I really think like on top of just being like Eddie Redmayne is really well liked. Oh, I'd look out for Chastain everywhere. Okay. Then I feel like that's the criteria Then I can see nope. Yeah. I I don't know. But like... Miles Teller? (laughs) (laughs) No. No, but Tom Cruise could happen. Yeah, we've been all toying with him as number five. I'm putting Ray Fiennes at five because I want to. I... The only thing with Tom Cruise is the way his viral um, rant was received amongst people that work on sets was not great. So I don't know. And I don't feel like that's like an actor's performance is the other thing that really like blocks me from. I feel like, I feel like that globe snub like kind of spoke to that more so than him, like giving the globes back. Honestly, that that to me at least. That's oh, kind of I just think they were never going to consider it post Globes back. Mm-hmm. Like they had no other because they're a small enough group they could get on a Zoom call or in a person to be like, screw this guy. But Maybe. I just don't think it's an actor's performance. Like, no, he finds it is though. <laughs> if that movie had come out on streaming a week earlier. And had the Banshees bump from when Banshees was on streaming, I would think I'd agree with you. But I, I, well, the Banshees making money, like you know. Well, I mean, it's on like, HBO Max now, but like, so it's not it making is, yeah. money anymore. But like, I just well, I don't making know. Money from me still, I saw it yesterday. I just don't. I don't know. I think that movie's kind of like done. I know, but let me have this. How about that? <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let oh, you. I'll, I'll give. I'll give. I'll give another name out there for Jacob. Did Sandler get that fitness slot? Like a SAG only thing? They stopped. I mean, Jillian probably knows this too. They stopped oh, they all stopped. the hustle screenings. Yeah, yeah there's no more. It. I think when he missed, um, like any well, major critics, like just like runner up or anything. I think they kind of just like. But I do. I think if he had been somewhere and like they were still doing screenings, I'd be like, yeah, for sure, because he's mm. so likable and like. It's a great performance, but I think like even Netflix kind of backed off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like if it came out later and it was a different movie, 
but like had the same she's like if it was uncut gems in this year like, yeah like the dramatic I think if it was like on the same scale as like uncut gems part two because this one was like it's a great performance but it was so under the radar but also people love Adam Sandler like I don't doubt that he'll be nominated for something within the next few years if um he... because now he has set himself up but like I think if... it's just testing the waters for next year if he had played Seth Rogen's part in the Fablemans. Ooh. Could could we see Rogan show up here at SAG? No. Okay. <laughs> for that the performance? Maybe in TV. I, I, I don't even think Paul Dano's getting in anymore. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. But I, I haven't been on that train since the first week it came out. But the Sammy Fableman train? I don't know how I'm saying Um, do we think that they we get a voice performance in anywhere? No. Antonio Banderas. If there's yes. one, it should be Jenny Slate. Should be um it was it's David Bradley. David Bradley is the one I would just lose my mind over. Um yeah, oh, it's gonna got- be a weird so do we think that Avatar does anything at the Globes? director other than director no what if it wins director and picture drama i think that's like a globes thing you know what i mean like like you know all right it won moving on let's go back to banshees and everything everywhere because it has a long gap before it can move up in the top 10 of all time at this point now mm-hmm. so it's gonna be a weird week for avatar even though it's yeah. obviously still making buckets of money um but i thought nobody cared about avatar well, my favorite spray tanned weatherman told me the Christmas corridor the Christmas was co- all that mattered. And <laughs> wait, is he in SAG? Oh shit! Maybe actually, we should we should have invited him on to give like his what if Avatar. What if Avatar gets an ensemble? It should because of the Christmas. It corridor. should because the Christmas. Like, that corridor. would be insane. I would put that over Top Gun Maverick for sure. Wait, I, I, I got to ask you guys a question because I'm looking at the, your uh, y'all's inspirations for actress at, uh, at SAG. Uh, none of you have Margot Robbie in. Um... Well, so I had Margot Robbie in and then I put um, Danielle Dudweiler in mm. because I feel like they'll. it's like an actor's performance, but I feel the same way about um, Margot Robbie. But I was wondering, I was wondering, I had a hypothesis. Um... What if Michelle Williams misses? I've been wondering the same thing. I think her campaign is dead. I do too. <laughs> I think and... it's dead and it resurrects around the Oscars and she potentially gets in, but the way that she's been dressing, it's dead. Okay, yeah. Um, but I just what if because okay, I did have Margot Robbie in and I put Danielle Dudweiler in instead. And then but I'm wondering what if it's Michelle Williams that misses? I think because, they're starting to realize well, that they should have put her support in. Like, I think now yeah. they're like, oh, we messed up. Yeah. I think Kate oh. and Michelle Yeoh are like, for sure, and no question about it. They've already been nominated. I'm, I'm pretty sure Viola Davis is in. Like, I don't want to say she's a lock for a SAG nomination, but, but I feel she's places. in. Yeah. yeah, I feel like she's in. Even if Daniel, she wins the Oscar. Yeah. I Danielle Dubweiler feels into me because it feels like an actor's performance. She... I, they need to see the movie. That's my whole thing. They need to see the movie. Well, first. I was going to say, over the last two weeks, Till has been back in theaters here. 
It has billboards everywhere. We, most of the bus stops, like along from where like the SAG offices ahead of the Academy Museum, all the way to like, like West Hollywood are all those digital bus stop ads now. And they're all till all the time. And I just think like it's more in your mind here, at least, which I know is just L.A., but like it's a large portion of voters. I just I won't be shocked if Danielle Dudweiler misses, but I do feel like maybe this is where she picks up steam again. But I was thinking because I took Margot Robbie out for her, but I'm thinking like what if it's Michelle Williams that misses here? Because I just don't think The Fablemans is like an actor's movie. No. It's a director's movie. It, it's not even that. It Train is, movie. It's a Sammy Fableman movie. It's a lens flare movie. Sammy Fableman production. It's a if lens flare. From that movie, gets an acting nomination. It's gonna be the little boy. Like I don't see anyone else. Well, I saw a couple because of that social like, network scene. Like that's what's taking steam. No one's talking about anything else about that movie. I saw a couple people predict Gabriel Lebel as the fifth spot. No. And they weren't Scott Feinberg. Oh no. <laughs> they were not him. Um oh the Batman and stunts. That's good. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Absolutely. Oh my god. Yeah, that's really I don't know how I blinked on that. Um I don't only have bad decisions. It, oh look, Adriano put it first. Um uh, <laughs> the Jacobs. <laughs> I heard he did his own stunts, so they're not categories. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Margot Robbie could show up here. Yeah. She kind of like, needs it. But I, I do think... think if Margot shows up here and so does Viola, is the Oscar 5 Kate, Michelle Yeoh, Michelle Williams, Viola Davis, and Margot? It might. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I just feel like if Danielle Dudweiler doesn't win something, and it's very possible she doesn't even get nominated here, that like she's not getting nominated. Hmm. Because I also, I don't know if she's going to get in at um, BAFTA. Yeah. I don't know. I It's so weird that it's so thrilling that all these categories are so hard to predict. But I'm also like, it's just frustrating because it's like four of five are easy. <laughs> the fifth spot I think this is a nightmare. The last it, few years have been too spot on or I'm like... I just only don't like it because other than supporting actress, we're kind of going into the same like winners, you know, like wow. I'm okay with Kehu Kwan because I could watch his speeches for eternity, but it's just like, it's so boring. I want everything to be like supporting actress where I have no idea who the five nominees are other than like one person. And I don't know what's going on. I, I love that vibe. Director to start shaping up, which I feel like after this week it will um who do we think is going to give the best potential director speech at the globes james cameron is going to tell us that we were all wrong and you think james cameron is going to do what he did the first time he accepted for the first movie and start speaking in the navi language (laughs) did he really do that do you you not remember that he was like uh to my cast members uh trivago that means uh we're family now do not remember that Oh, is he gonna say get a life cameron <laughs> is he gonna say like this family is my fortress the way of water what is i have like memorized the, 
the way uh, Sully stick together and he points yeah. at Mark Rylance. He'd be like, no, water has no beginnings or endings. <laughs> yeah, no. water has no beginning or no ending. It's there when you're bored and when you die. You're going to play That's the music. And this if is he says that movie. on the stage, if, if I was in the audience and he said that, I would be like, okay, now walk on the stage and take but the you know what? back from him. Everybody says that about probably everyone probably said that when he said um i'm the king of the world but now it's one of the greatest oscar he said that he regrets that moment yeah and i don't i love that moment i more of that more i may have completely dreamt this that he was speaking in the navi language (laughs) but i will look it up on youtube and i'll send it i swear i remember seeing it and rolling my eyes so hard they like were stuck in the back of my head the the Tina Fey comment was not that year, right? No, that was no. that was that was for Zero Dark Thirty a few years yeah, later. That was for Zero Dark yeah, Thirty. That was Zero Dark. I feel like James Cameron is gonna give a good speech because he's so unhinged. The Daniels possibly. I feel like they're gonna. Oh, be they'd a lot be of, great. Like, that'd be a they great. They seem speech. like they're gonna be a lot of like thinking people. Um, Baz is gonna be like unhinged. Some psycho shit. Martin and <laughs> Stephen would not be a psycho. Like, very... <laughs> boring like i love martin mcdonough but not well i feel like martin mcdonough they would be like you have to stick to a a we all agree spielberg would be the most boring right yes Um, yeah i am not predicting him for a director for anything i don't know if spielberg won and he got up there and was like uh fuck you mom and then walked (laughs) off what if he got up there and he was like i just want everyone to know i'm in therapy it would be hilarious (laughs) i would die I would like, now like to show the original footage that I took of my mother having an affair. <laughs> He's like, I filmed my parents. In perfect frame. Doc's the guy. Doc's the guy he had the that she had the affair with. I actually found um, buried in my mother uh, mother's attic uh, the first short film I ever made using a model train. I would like to share it with you now. Why did I think that there was an editing category for Golden Globes? There's no categories that are. That's I thought there was this entire time. I thought there was that. Um, I feel like if he gives a speech at all, he should just replay his home videos and not and then walk away. I would watch. Honestly, if like on the, uh, I would purchase the Fablemans on Blu-ray if it meant that there was a special feature where it was like, this was the source material and it was Steven Spielberg's home movies. I would like, purchase the Fablemans Blu-ray for that. How everyone was feeling about the post is, is how I'm feeling about the Fablemans. And I'm like, I get it, but like, we can't go from having like Parasite winning and then like Nomadland and then just like Insanity and then just go back to basics with the Fablemans unless they want it to be a very PC night and very clean and safe that they would go with the Fablemans because they are trying to escape any type of drama around the globes. Anna, where can people find you online? Oh, they can find me at it's a media on Twitter. And then check out my link tree. If you're interested. Jill- Jillian, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Jillian Chili and TikTok at Offscreen with Jillian. Adriano, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Adrian Caparuso. And you can find me on YouTube, which is just my name, Adriano Caparuso. I was very lazy with that. Lexi, where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter for now at, at Alexis Willie, W I L L I underscore. But it was my New Year's resolution to 
come up with a Twitter handle that does not have the name Alexis because I don't like that name. Sorry to my parents if you're listening. Um, you can also find me on TikTok at, at MoonshoesLexi, but you don't have to. Uh, you can find me online um, at tbray 50 Just to note, top 10s are going to start rolling out very soon. Um, this is going to be top 10 films of the year from everyone here uh top 10 performances top 10 uh kenzie already talked about her top 10 ensemble piece so we've got a lot of top 10 stuff that's going to be rolling out um and you can find all of that upcoming over at oscarcentral.com here's kenzie kenzie do you want to note your own social media oh yeah just at kenzie on everything except um letterboxd is at kenzie doyle and i'm finally using it again yay letterboxd let people change their usernames no okay please um but uh but yeah so you can find us online at oscars underscore central you can find us on twitter instagram tiktok all of those fun places um and until next time that's the show